hi everybody this is julissa thank you so much everyone for coming back to my channel and if you're listening um this episode on the podcast thank you so much for listening it is february 28 2024 wednesday i needed to come here and uh, speak about this so um first of all i gotta say it's raining really bad today tonight here in connecticut and it's very windy so you might hear some noises but getting to the subject now pastor mike todd i'm sure you guys are from a lot of people who go to an american church these days are probably very familiar right now who um about pastor mike todd he is the pastor i don't know how many years ago this happened but he's the pastor who put out um saliva i think it was in the eyes of somebody and it was like right um when we were still during the pandemic and it, the video became viral he did that during one of his sermons and he actually did it um to a person who is he's actually one of his brothers and he did this illustration in, in one of his sermons and he actually put out saliva i believe in the eyes um of this man um I think he was obviously trying to, to do the same thing that Jesus did. But hey, that's a different thing, right? Let me just tell you something. So um, today I'm going to speak about my Todd and the recent sermon illustration that he used in one of his services the, in this month in February. So it says here, Pastor Mike Todd pours syrup sprays whipped cream on a Bible as a sermon illustration. So if you guys have been following me for a long time, not long ago i came here and spoke about um i don't even know what episode it was but it was regarding the bible and i made the point that i was telling you when i did new year fashion week i cannot believe it's gonna be two almost two years already but this particular fashion week that i did in times square um i had a vision for it specifically if it, if it was going to be in Times Square. So sh- long story short, the whole idea was that if I, I was going to get such a big platform as Times Square, I needed my message to be stronger, right? So I have brought Bibles so that the ma- models can carry the Bible uh, during their walk, right? And I remember being all nervous about it. You know, when I go to Fashion Week, it's not like I can handpick my models. Actually, I do, but based on um, appearance, right? I do get to select my models um, based on that. I don't know if they believe in God or not. I don't know how comfortable they feel. So anything can happen, right? So I can show up, you know, and do the feeding, and then I will be telling them, hey, you're going to carry the Bible. So I always ask them, how comfortable are you doing this? You know, and I tell them the reason why I'm doing that, right? telling them that I'm a designer who's trying to use their gifts and talents to glorify God and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That has been my point since I opened my business. And every opportunity opportunity that I get, I got to follow through, right? So the idea for New Year Fashion Week was about using the Bible for the first time. I don't fashion shows, so many fashion shows. Thank God. I, this, this time, I was like, I'm going to use the Bible. And I was like... It's the vision that God gave me. And even when he, you know, when God told me to use the Bible, I was like, oh, that's so, like, for me, it was like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, if I'm strong enough to use it because to me, the Bible in itself is so sacred, right? Um, 
and I was like, I don't want to speak with Ishmael. And then this whole idea of make sure you use the Bible in a very um, modest way. I, I remember telling them, this is just you carrying a, carrying a book down the runway. So I don't want like any crazy poses to with it or not. But at the end of the day, once the model starts walking, like that's like it's out of your hands, right? So imagine if somebody probably was going to do something bad to me or to my brand, they might be like, I don't care what she's talking about. I'm going to toss the Bible or something. That was my biggest fear. So I remember going through that whole anxiety. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And the, the crazy thing is like when it's from God, like God puts people in your path. And I remember being so scared, but we were, they were doing her makeup and I, Right when they came to do their final outfit, I said, you're going to carry the Bible to each one. I think I had 10 Bibles. And one of them said, oh, my goodness, I'm a Christian, too. I cannot believe that this is happening. This is so amazing. We've never seen anything like this. And so, you know, like it was very well received, at least for the models. Right. I think for everybody. Well, from the people that came and talked to me afterwards. But anyways. I had to speak about that because for me, doing that show in Times Square was so um, so overwhelming in the sense that I said to God, if I'm going to get the biggest, that, that big of a platform as Times Square, I want them to carry the Bible. Um, I'll do the Bible. After he gave me the revelation to use the Bible, I'm like, if I get Times Square, I'll do the Bible. And once I signed that contract, I'm like, I got I to gotta obey God at this point, right? So I remember the anxiety and being a little nervous how it was going to be perceived. Because to me, the Bible is a, it's a very sacred thing. It's the word of God. You don't play with that, you know. You don't play with that. Even um, when I was even packing it, like I was so careful about it. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's not an idol, but it's the word of God, right? So my, I don't know what's going on with the American churches. Like, I don't understand why whatever happened to just reading the Bible calmly. The other day I was watching a sermon on, on, on YouTube and this guy kept screaming. It's like, there's no need to scream. Like every sentence you're screaming, at every sentence. Like it got to the point that I don't know if I had a headache or not, but I'm like, I can't watch it anymore. Like, I don't know, I don't see the need that like, you have to be screaming all the time. And these churches have become an entertainment platform, you know? Um, there's also like a Spanish um, preacher that I've seen a lot on TikTok. In every, every, every clip that they show of her, it's all about, you know what people hate you? It's because God has to put the lie on you. And then she calls this lady... Basically, it's all about that. It's all about you know, you're gonna you know you're gonna reach your dreams. You're gonna do so much inspirational type of thing, and this lady gets booked to do women's conference to do to go preach at so many different churches. And I understand you know, if God called her to do that to be a minister, like that's between her and God. But I'm like, where is the Bible reading in this? Okay, where is the Bible reading and my dad, I think it was last year, I don't even remember if it was the Easter service for his church in Atlanta. I believe his church, no, his church is in Oklahoma, excuse me. Mike Tad is the pastor at Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
So I remember besides the fact that he did that huge viral um, sermon about putting saliva on his um, his brother's eyes, kind of to do the illustration, I believe it was last year, they also did kind of like a Grammy type of sermon at his church where they have dancers. And if I, I'm going to see if I can find the clip to put it here for you guys to see. Uh, obviously, by the way, every time I'm showing you like a clip from that doesn't belong to me, I got to put a background music so it doesn't get copyright. And it's going to be very short, by the way. So it's very like the amount of rehearsal time that it takes for these churches just to illustrate something. It makes you wonder, is they even worth it? Excuse me, are you really trying to do this? Are you really trying to preach the gospel? Because you have to understand who are we following? We're following Jesus Christ, who was walking down by where the fishers were, and he said, he looked at them and said, Follow me. And they follow. Like, what's up with all this theatrical production and using secular music and having to do you know, outfits, changes, and all of that, just to say to people, come to Christ, really? All of that is really necessary? And people say, oh, no, we have to reach the younger audience. We have to reach the youth. Like, I, like really? Get on Instagram and see how any top influencer, see how many likes they get. They can post a photo, the most simple, simple outfit, and they'll get, like, so many likes. It doesn't take that much, and and it's not about convincing either. You have to understand that a word that you might say to somebody, if the Holy Spirit is working on that person, or if God is calling that person at that moment, you don't have to do all these theatrical things for them to get it. And I feel like all this money, and God told me that when I was watching this video, wow, what Mike Tad did, throwing the food, his sermon basically was about food and eating healthy. I understand that's the priority that we all have to do. I understand that. But the church is so calendar-wise with society these days that, of course, it's the beginning of the year. They have to talk about dieting and exercise because, you know, that's that's they have to speak about it because they have to go according to the calendar. In a couple of weeks, everybody's going to talk about Easter and the bunny. And we are, we don't believe in the bunny, but we're doing it for the kids, right? The same thing they do for Christmas. Oh, and the same thing they do for Halloween. They have to follow the society calendar because they want to be relevant. How much relevant can you be if you're talking about Jesus Christ? Like, you can never influence the world by trying to be like it. If anything, people are not going to see any, any difference. The sermon that he did, I don't know if it was Easter or Christmas, it looked like the Grammys at a church where people are supposed to come to receive the gift of salvation. And this pastor and this production team and tech team in this church, the leadership team team in this church approved all of this. Approved all of this. Then we have another pastor during the Super Bowl who had a Bible with a cover like a football, and they tossed the Bible across the way. So what are you seeing right now? During the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl last month, you had another famous mega, mega, mega church who had the Bible tossed around the entire the, across the stage. 
And now, do you have this pastor putting whipped cream on top of the Bible to illustrate about eating healthy, tossing Chinese food all over like the the pews, like he set up the the stage of the the church, like a church um like a church uh, building, and then he started tossing food out, talking about how the body of the the body is the temple and how we treat it, right? And you think about it, like God remind me immediately when I was looking at him throwing all this food, I was like, man, you know how many people right now are struggling to buy groceries? Yes, I know people are going to be like, well, everybody has issues. Everybody has a problem. Like, give money to the poor. You're making your production people rehearse so that you can go out there and preach the gospel according to you. You're going to preach the gospel by throwing food across the stage that somebody else got to come out and clean. And you call them, oh, yeah, they're just serving. You know, they're probably volunteers who are just serving. They're doing the works of the Lord. Do you think all of that is really necessary? And not only that, on top of that, you're going to use the Bible. What pattern are we seeing? There's something going on with the actual book, right? We're going to see this is the second church that has done this, uh, that we know, right, that I know. Um, so the first church in January was the one that tossed the Bible across the stage um, and put it as a, like they were tossing a football. And now we have Mike Tab because, you know, all these churches, by the way, they're all connected. If you keep look at some sermons on YouTube, famous churches, <laughs> I better look at some on Sunday morning, go on live shit. You got to, you know, the, pick the, the big ones, right? Um, and look at them briefly. You know, and you're gonna see a pattern. They all almost like connected. Some like like the big change of American churches, and they're all gonna talk about the same. In the fall, they're all gonna talk have you know the Halloween uh, fest, which is called Fall Fest or Harvest Fest. Um, but you still can come dress up as, as Dracula, right? Because we gotta do it for the kids, all of that stuff, right? But anyways, um, this guy. You know, what, what, do, what do they qualify? I have never seen this, the pastors that are coming out right now. It's almost like they all have a degree in acting or like, um, I'm sure they get classes, um, class, they go to a speech class, they go to, you know, to be influential. They have to, to be influential and all of that. Imagine if God called you to do something. It's because God called you to do like he will equip you. You don't have to go and like, you know, I gotta I gotta get myself, you know, I wanna be able to connect with people and like um have you know the best illustration out there, I have to do the best of that. Then you are an influencer. You're not trying to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're trying to get follower followers for you. So this is what's happening. I'm going to see if I can put the clip for you. If you haven't seen it yet, if you're listening in the podcast, search Mike Ta Transformation Church Sermon about food that happened on January 28th. And you're going to let me know in the comments. Come back and let me know what you think about it. Okay. It says here, the pastor used the audience. 
let me just read to you the briefly. Mike Tarr, pastor at Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, recently poured syrup and sprayed whipped cream on a Bible and communion elements as a sermon illustration. I remember the communion elements. The communion is so sacred, you guys. That is so sacred. I remember one time when I was in college, a long time ago, I had a part-time job at a bank. I was like a data entry person or something. I remember talking. I was very new. And I remember going to the kitchen and some of the co-workers were talking to me about it. I don't know, but, you know, I'm always like talking about God. And I said, yeah, I go to church and this and the other. And they're like, oh, yeah, you get the little cup and the little cracker. And I was like, that's a little disrespectful. Though. Like, don't call it that. If you don't know what it is, don't call it that. And they, they make fun of it. They're like, oh, yeah, we always take the little cup and the little cracker, the, the little grape, grape juice and the little cracker. And I was thinking, you know, I was like, that is so sacred to me. I just said, you know, I completely ignore them. But thinking back, I'm like, yo, these people are making fun of it. Like, like I said, you know, I was a college student. These are professionals working there. I was like their data entry mail person at this bank corporate bar. It was just crazy. So to me, the community has always been so sacred, sacred. And if it's sacred for somebody like us, people of God who grew up in the church and all of that, and then you're trying to speak to somebody about God and you tell them about community, how sacred it is. And they're like, you know, maybe, you know, I was talking to my friend, Julissa, and yeah, you know, maybe I should get and reach out to God more and like read more of the Bible and this and that. Let me see if I find a good sermon on, on YouTube to watch. And they come across Mike Dad pouring syrup on church elements, on the communion, communion elements, and tossing the Bible across as, as like a football. This is the problem that the American church has right now. Because... It's gonna people are gonna be what is this some type of joke? I just I don't think any of this is so is necessary. Use the money to feed the, the poor. And people can be like, oh, they already do food banks and this and the other. Then if you have extra money, there's so many people in need right now. Okay, there are people that are sitting in churches right now that are even afraid, because right now you cannot ask people for prayer anymore. Before you ask people for prayer, they're already looking at you weird. And they're like, how come you don't have money to buy groceries? What are you talking about? What happened to you? Instead of saying, hey, um, let me get groceries for you this week. Oh, everything is a judgment. Everything is a judgment. It's so hard to find people to even pray for you without giving you the look like, what is she talking about? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to change that? Why would you want to get married? Why would you want to, uh, you know, move? Why would you want to, like, I'm just asking you for prayer. <laughs> like, that's it. But we're so proud of our opinions these days. We are so prideful in our own opinions, thinking that it's above everything. And we're so willing, to, uh, willingly giving it to people without even praying with them. Or even asking God if that's what you want me to say to somebody. But anyways, excuse me. Let me know what you guys think about this. Like I said, um, look it up. It's on YouTube, I'm sure. It's on TikTok. My dad um, putting whipped cream on top of a Bible and tossing food in a church. Have a good day, everybody. God bless.